Blog Talk Radio. Um, about two weeks ago, I attended 
a recruitment meeting. It was actually sponsored by Salesforce. A really good friend of mine, Ayuri, um, I actually met her at South by Southwest, and she was on one of our uh, shows, I think, last month. She was one of our guest speakers. Um, she contacted me, and she said, you need to be at this meeting. And I think she told me like three days before, um, I think it was over a weekend, that I need to be in San Francisco for this meeting. And I thought, well, great. I, I was thinking it was just, uh, I don't know, it was a techie meeting. I, I wasn't sure. I just knew that if it had anything to do with the Bay Area or Silicon Valley, Sharon needs to be there because I'm one of those type of people that, like you were mentioning, is, is going to network and uh, benefit greatly from that networking circle. So I'm, I'm building. So I have to be there. And, she, and then she saw that I needed to be there. So anyway, so I go to San Francisco, and I get to this meeting, mm-hmm. and I knew that I was um, there to listen to the um, chief technology officer for um, our, the U.S. government, um, it was really it was it was really great to be there and I see all these other techies and engineers and graphic um artists and uh programmers and I'm I'm sitting amongst them and I'm thinking, Wow, this is really great. Um for some reason um technology is it intrigues me. Um I, like you said and like we all know I'm not a uh I don't program but I'm very, very creative. So to be in a room with all these these creative minds, it was just exciting. So um, I got a chance to listen to the uh, chief technology officer. She gave us a tour of her her office, and she got a chance to talk to us. But um, more importantly, the reason why we were there is because they were talking about how our government is redesigning the way they do business with the private sector. And the reason why I'm slowing down and kind of articulating a little bit with that mm-hmm. is because this is very, very important. How many times have you gone to the city hall to get a public record or to get, I don't know, um, real estate records or, or to get a birth certificate? Something very simple as going into the city hall to do this um, can be complicated. You got to go to the second floor. You got to go to the third floor. You go to the county. The person don't, you know, if you don't ask the right question, they don't tell you. You, you know, you got to remember. You got to put um, some more quarters in the meter because uh, you don't want to get a ticket. So all these things are, mm-hmm. are playing in this big, this factor of mm-hmm. going to the city hall and doing business with, quote unquote, our government. So when I saw them doing their presentation, I was geeked. Because I was like, I need to be here. This is where I need to be. Because um, I created 20 20 other applications that are sitting in queue right now. Um, And because I'm working on the IGAM concept and trying to make sure that gets, you know, completely finished, um, those are sitting on, you know, in queue waiting. So (laughs) I'm sitting at this meeting, and they go over uh, different categories. They go over... Um, agriculture. Um, they talk about um, information, uh, freedom of act information. Um, they talk about uh, what else? Our health, the health industry, and then overall. Um, I think I'm missing one. So that was health. There was um, information. There's agriculture, mm. and I'm missing one. But um, they're going over these different um, areas. And where we need to reform, we need to redesign on how we communicate using technology. So how would you like to, and this is one of, one of my little ideas, how would you like to have an application that, that's on your phone, let's say you got a ticket, and you're one of those type of people who procrastinate and <laughs> say, I'm going to pay that ticket tomorrow, I'm going to pay it next week, oh, it's not due until 14 days. And you get all the way to the point where it's due tomorrow. And then you rush downtown, try to pay it. Oh, the line's on. Anyway, you miss it. Now that ticket changes into a warrant. Well, how about if you had an application that reminds you that you have 30 days? You now have 28 days. You have five days. So 
this is the type of thing that they're trying to uh, um, better the lives of uh, our, our citizens and also for the government because they're going to also save money and uh, they're going to also save in the long run as as we are too. I think it might might kind of taper off jobs a little bit, but it'll still it'll move people into the IT industry as far as you know working in in, in that type you know in the industry itself, but. Like I said, being in the presence of um, all these engineers, um, I was excited. And I got a chance to meet Jennifer. Um, she was the contact person um, until, you know, until I got there. And once I got there, um, we identified each other. You know, she welcomed me there. And it was, just, it was just a pleasure to be there. And I got the most out of it. I collected many business cards. Um, I did also apply to be a part of the digital, um, uh, what do they call it, um, digital, di- digital service um, team in, in, in Washington, D.C. Sharon, just for our audience, just to give them context. So Jennifer, and, and she's going to, to, to be joining us, Jennifer, and, and correct me if I don't say this correct, but Anastasia is of the United States. Thank you. Is of the United States Digital <laughs> Services at Washington at the White House. So I mean, yeah. I just want people to kind of know who this is. You just kind of mentioned I met Jennifer, but that's a really big deal. I mean, she yeah. is, you know, um, um, at the heart of this new program that you're talking about. Absolutely. And I got a chance to meet her, and a phenomenal woman, beautiful woman, and it was really, really, really a pleasure for me to meet her and to connect with her. And immediately when I saw her and I saw what they were doing, the first thing I thought was, okay, I'm going to apply, but I'm, I'm not going to keep this to myself. I'm going to pass it on so other people can also have the opportunity because there's so many brilliant thinkers and creative minds out there that can also be contribute to this redesign. And like I said, I have many. That was just one idea that I just gave you that um, could be redesigned. Let me jump to the phones, actually, because I think think she's joined us, and I want to just open the line just so that, first of all, she can correct me and I can apologize if I pronounced her her name wrong. But let me just uh, open up this line. Hello, who do we have, Jennifer? Hello, are you there? Your your microphone is open. But if not, just let us know and we're definitely gonna have her, her on. I just think her she may either be on mute. I didn't realize that her microphone was open. But but nonetheless, okay. the, I, I, let's carry on because there's a second guest I noticed definitely on the phone because we uh, talked before the show, and that's Jane. So can you kind of also give the context in which you know Jane? Okay. Um, Jane Lee Hicks. Um, she is the advisor for the incubation program for the Houston Technology Center at NASA Space Center here in Houston, Texas. Uh, the second coastal, no, no, the second or third. I want to say the second coastal city. Um, I met Jane Lee a couple of years ago, um, and before I met her, I I was building. After I built my application um, and up to uh, uploaded it into the iTunes store and trying to do my marketing, um, because it was the first time really going into business, not really knowing. Um, the business side of my product. Um, I kind of did it backwards. I put the product on the market before I put the business plan together. So the business plan was in my mind and the product was out out there. So I had to go backwards and build it. And because I didn't know how to do it, um, I had to let Google's hand go because I I hold on to Google because me and Google are, are, are really good friends. But I had to actually go into... Um, the SBC and and scope and sit down. I'm not scope, but they call it score. And sit down with them and help them help me um, structure my business. 
and help me understand so, so, the things that the things that I needed. Absolutely. And so a lot of people, you know, that that's an important point. And then let's also segue and, and open up Jane's line as well. But, you know, when you're an, an inventor and a creative mind coming up with the mm-hmm. ideas, um, you, you have a backlog of those, but then the execution, the operationalize, the, the whole business aspect, and that's where things like the SBC score and ultimately um, people like Jane, and, and first of all, I mm-hmm. want to say, Jane, I'm, I'm opening your line, so hello, Jane. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Can hear you. Okay, yes, great. Yes, we can, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here, and it's always a thrill to do anything with Sharon Simmons because, as you said <laughs> earlier, her enthusiasm is contagious, <laughs> and it's one of the, it's one of the reasons one of the reasons why so many uh, mentors and advisors are so committed mm-hmm. to helping these young entrepreneurs launch these startup companies because they do have so much passion for developing a technology that's actually going to solve a problem out there that we face every day. And that's the essence of a business right there, is that you need to be looking at problems, a problem-solution set. And you start with a problem, and that's exactly what Sharon did. And she uses technology to solve the problem. What we do is we help her scale up and put all the places, the pieces in place that are not as much fun as developing technology, but as you were just saying, the operations, looking at the budget, looking at what it's going to take to actually launch a business. Who's going to, who, what sort of talent do you need to have on your team to make this happen? And so uh, that's what we do with the Houston Technology Center. We work strictly with technology-based companies, and we have you know certain criteria to bring them on board with us. But we, we're ultimately a jobs creation group. Our mission is to create jobs in the greater Houston area. But you may or may not know that most jobs are created through small businesses. So by launching small businesses, that's how you're going to create the most number of jobs in a region. But small businesses is also where technology is is created and developed because the bigger corporations, they may recognize problems and opportunities out there, but they don't have the wherewithal, the passion, the drive that it takes to develop these technologies. So technology and innovation comes from small businesses. Jobs come from small businesses. So we're about helping these small businesses grow, flourish, and succeed. That is that that is amazing. And 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 so um it's 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 such a relief. I'm kind of uh, exhaling because there's a lot of people and like you said, um, you know, anymore not everyone is cut out to, to work in corporate America, nor will there always be enough jobs in corporate America. But through your own ingenuity and ideals and problem solving you might have that that next big ticket item, but um, with so many people, they're they're at that that struggling stage. But there's help out there. There's whole organizations that are there to to nurture and help them them flourish. And I wanted to, to as you maybe to even help us a little bit um, with with some terminology because I hear about incubators and accelerators. Um, can you kind of even share with our audience uh, what, what's your your thoughts as far as when when those, those two terminology terminology? Well, in in our world and at the Houston Technology Center, we we look at incubation separate from acceleration. In that somebody might come in our office, like Sharon, who has an idea to launch a company, but she she has you know obligations every day. She has a house payment, a car note. She has to have a job. She she doesn't have funding right away to fund her new company to support herself. So the incubation point is where you're very early stage. You have an idea. You think you have the basics of a solution to a significant problem that we face every day and that you have that problem basically equates to a market opportunity and you have a potential to, to make some good money at it. But you have none of the basics in place to 
scale up a business. And we start with just looking at what are business structures. How do you want to incorporate your business? Do you want to set it up as a sole proprietorship or a limited uh, partnership or a limited liability company? And what's the difference in that? These are all things somebody you might get, something you might get in business school, but it's very condensed and it's intense and focused on your specific situation. It, it differs from one person to the next. In Sharon's case, it made more sense for her to go ahead and incorporate as a corporation in the state of Texas. But then we go through all the aspects of intellectual property, proprietary information, how to establish a um, communicate a value proposition clearly and succinctly so people get it right away, how to translate that into a go-to-market strategy, how are you going to take this uh, idea and this value proposition and actually commercialize it, who's your customer, who's going to pay for it, and from all of that, in the real world, you develop what's basically a business plan. And it's not like this set-in-stone document. It's how you start your execution strategy of how you're going to roll this out. And you have to make a lot of assumptions in there because a lot of things you just don't know. You make your best guess. Once you start rolling with that, and we give our clients opportunities to present their business strategy and their pitch, as we call it, to uh, public groups as well as our mentor audience. We have a mentor volunteers, probably 75 to 100 of executives who are just passionate about their technology or their industry, and they love to work with these startup companies and share their knowledge and all the the bumps in the road that they've encountered and help companies succeed. So they share their ideas, and you start to get engagement, and suddenly you realize, well, I can bring this person on board, you know, with a share of the company, with some equity, and now I have accounting taken care of, or now I have uh, business development strategies taken care of, or various aspects, and suddenly you start to see your company is growing, and it's taking on a life of its own. That's when it translates to an acceleration phase. And once that starts happening, at, at, no, at no point do you want to just sort of stop and languish in that moment of where you are. Because you have to keep growing. As a startup, you really have to keep moving and growing. Because every day we call it a burn rate, whether it's your time, your energy, or your money, you're burning something to keep this this company going. So the acceleration phase is where we want to see the companies move quickly into becoming, if, if their strategy is to get investors on board, you know, prepare a business plan and a validation for investability. If it's to launch a product, it's to help them launch that product, start a revenue stream. It's to actually engage that company, put the gears in motion, that they're an up-and-going concern, and they, they actually do hire, start hiring people. And that's where we see our mission fulfilled. So it's the early, early stages incubation, and the later stage, developmental stage, it we call acceleration. Wow, that is that's amazing and very informative. So first of all, I, I appreciate that on on so many different levels, and I know our audience does as as well. And you know, interesting enough, we we just we we talk, we we started off kind of talking about how you and Sharon and and um, your your current role, but maybe you wouldn't mind stepping us back a little bit about some of your journey as far as your your career that which brought you to. HTC, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, sure. Well, I started out many years ago uh, with a degree in biology, thinking I wanted to work in laboratory work till I actually did it and realized it was great, if you like, to do the same thing every day. Your days are never. They're always very predictable. And growth the growth pattern is pretty limited in that type of job. And so... Fairly early in my career, I decided that maybe I want to try something else and got into sales and found that sales was much more rewarding, at least for me. And from there, I um, developed more of my communication skills than you have when you work in the same seat every day, year after year, and um, gradually came on board with a startup company down here in Houston and helped launch a company called LifeSell Corporation. And so I've been through all the steps of a startup, through all the investor funding and presentations and 
product launches and product failures and reproduct configurations and product launches. And for me, it's just very rewarding. So it's, it's for me an opportunity to work with others and help kind of share with them my experiences and hopefully see them succeed. Absolutely. And, and people like, like Sharon and HTC are very lucky to have someone like you because it, it sounds like a, a, a nurturing process. And, and so, Sharon, I know you're, you're there too as well. We, I just want to kind of lay the foundation and introduce uh, um, Jane, but maybe you can talk from your perspective. When you first discovered, you, you talked about, you know, seeking out the SBC and, and through SCORE and then ultimately the, the HTC. So talk about as a, um, you know, an entrepreneur and an inventor, what was it when you first looked, what, what did, were some of the breakthrough discoveries that you kind of learned by going through the incubator uh, process? Um, first of all, um, I want to thank um, Jane Lee for um, coming on the line and being my guest. Um, she has been very, very um, uh, supportive, and I'm, I have to be a very unusual client because um, I work a regular job and I do a lot of traveling and, and um, there's a lot of things that um, expected of me, I I get them done, but it's it's a challenge because I'm trying to do a lot of things, and a lot of things come into the factor of me being an entrepreneur, working a full time job, I have family, I started to have some uh, some health issues last summer, and and still my business. It was like holding a cat by the tail, and it was just it was still going. And Jane Lee has been very, very supportive through this entire time. Um, what I get from HTC and from her support is she's um, she's helped me with with pitching. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, I usually get really nervous when when it is time to pitch, but over a period of time, I've, I've gotten better. Um, there are certain styles of pitching, reading directly from, you know, from your notes or going off the cuff. Um, and she's kind of helped me a little bit in that area. Um, she's helped me with brainstorming when when I feel stuck or I just I may not get it in certain in certain areas. Um, she just you know, she's she she is just phenomenal. She's there. She's there for me. Even if she doesn't hear me hear from me for a long time, she knows that I'm gonna when I come up, when I come from under the rock it's gonna be something, you know. Um <laughs> but H T C is is a platform for me to build the structure of my company and they have been there one hundred percent no matter how rocky my road is, they they have been there 100% with um, advisors, um, with advice. Um, that's basically what they're there for, and they've been doing it greatly. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, Jane, I'm, I'm going to bring you back in as well. And, and, and I'm curious, is it unusual for people like Sharon who do not have a technical background but do have, you know, great ideas and, and you know, today's space with, you know, so much that technology can do and, and STEM in general, um, is that an unusual equation for you or is it is it becoming more and more common? Well, um, I, I will say it is a little out of the ordinary because most most of our clients, because we're technology based, they we have MD PhDs, we have engineers of all sorts. They're mostly engineers, and as you know, being an engineer, you use one side of your brain for that, and an entrepreneur starts with the same letter, but you use a whole different side of your brain to be an entrepreneur. And the concepts you apply to engineering just don't work with entrepreneurship. It just it's it's more Entrepreneurship is more of the creative, artistic, passionate side where engineering is very calculated and formula-driven and 
planning and structure. So Sharon, as she has already said, she's not a programmer, but she had vision, as do these engineers. They do have that in common, that a technology could solve a significant problem. And in her case, she had to learn how to develop that technology or bring the people in or on board to develop the technology in the manner that she had envisioned. She had a picture in her head. The engineers, the, the biggest challenge with the engineer who's an entrepreneur is they just want to keep developing and developing and developing, and they just love the process of developing the technology. But at some point, it has to be a product. It has to get out there. It has for it to be a company, a commercial company, you have to translate a an, a technology into what we call an innovation, and innovation is something that actually solves a problem, and then a technology that solves a problem, and then it has to become a commercial product. It has to be available so that someone can buy it. Otherwise, it's going to be something you do as a hobby, you know, and it's fun to do, and so you're going to keep creating this technology. But if you do that, the, the downside of that is you never actually get out there and solve that problem that still exists. Or worse, somebody else comes along and solves it, and you think, well, I had that same idea. I just didn't take it out there. So Sharon has the drive that an entrepreneur needs to have and the passion, and her drive and her motivation was so strong that she she didn't let the fact that she wasn't a techie person get in the way. There's plenty of techie people out there. So in a lot of ways, Sharon has excelled in our program just from the aspect of the networking that you were talking about earlier, how critical that is. She's also very open to bring people on board. She trusts people. She appreciates people's capabilities and realizes that this is important for the company. She doesn't worry about, I'm going to give up a part of my company to get this expertise on board. Of course you are. That's, that's, that's all part of it. You can keep it all yourself and make it your hobby, or you can make it into a company, which is going to go out and solve a problem. And at the end of the day, when you solve that problem, you feel really good about it. That's that's the ultimate goal for our entrepreneurs and for us and for all of us in technology is we're solving a problem. We want to see that problem solved, and that makes us feel good because it's not easy. You know, it would be easier to go out there and sell things that people buy all the time. You know, I'm, I met a guy. Uh, my sales have been in medical sales medical technology, medical products and drugs. They're very complicated, and and people's lives depend on them. And I worked very hard to excel in that career. And I met a man uh, one time, and he lived in a much bigger house. We got big, beautiful cars, you know, plenty of money coming in. He was in sales. And what did he sell? He says, I sell zippers. <laughs> Seriously, zippers. But everybody needs a zipper, and they need a zipper to work, and they need good zippers. And how, look at how many zippers there are out there. So that's one aspect of commercialization is selling something people need that fills a need, such as zippers, and that fills a need. But in the case of our technologies, advanced technologies, we want to solve a problem that plagues mankind. You know, in my case with LifeCell, we ultimately developed a skin replacement product that could be used on burn patients. And I actually got to meet patients whose lives had been saved by this product, and it all the hard work, the 24-hour, seven-day-a-week days, you know, the worrying about where the next dollar is going to come from, all that goes away when you can see somebody has benefited from this technology and the effort that we put in it. And that's, that's the common denominator from being an engineer or a person such as Sharon who suffered her own personal tragedy that motivated her to solve a very huge, real problem that is, that is in front of all of us. It's something that affects all of us. So that's that's kind of a lengthy discussion on uh, the difference in, in an engineer versus a person that is not techie but still has that drive. And, and I, I think that, you know, the, the, the key to what you, you said that, you know, there, there's something for, to be said on both sides. There's the engineer and things that they bring to the table, but they also have to kind of understand, do some kind of uh, self-evaluation and be honest with themselves where they do need to, to reach out and get that support and that help through incubators and accelerators uh, like the HTC 
And and then on the other hand, there are creative minds um, like um, Sharon and where the solution may not be her area of expertise, but uh, what I heard you say was through networking, tenacity, having vision, drive, um, just being willing to accept help um, and, and to know how to build a team around her to help support her to, to get to the end goal. And, and I, I like something mm -hmm. else that you said is it's the difference between something being a hobby and then turning it into a lucrative business. And, and I love the vision of getting to the point where you're actually hiring and employing people. So that, that to me, when, when you said that, that kind of resonates, that now you know you've gotten uh, to, that, to that next level and you are seriously in business for yourself. So um, really, really powerful. And, and Sharon, you know, like I said, I, I, I definitely, you know, in your mind and in, in your thoughts, I know that it's, it's been a, a journey. And even re refresh our audience um, memory, uh, how, how long ago did you actually start the, the journey? When you very first had the idea, and I remember us having that phone call, how long ago was that? Um, that was April 2011 is when I started. Um, this is when the um, when my nephew was shot and killed, and you know, sitting there trying to figure out what and how could I help. You know, he he was in St. Kitts. Um, St. Kitts was going through. St. Kitts Nevis was going through a little turmoil with um, with gang violence. And it was it was very nerve wracking because I have family members there, I have friends there, and every day I was concerned about you know someone someone else in my family or friends is going to get shot. So I thought you know here my nephew was shot and killed, and none of the children would tell the police who it was, even though they knew who it was, but they. They had so much sense not to tell the police because then it could come back around to them. But I thought, well, oh, gee whiz, you know, that's terrible. What, what can I do to help? And sitting in Houston, Texas, working for an airline, working in aircraft maintenance, I have no um, technology. No, I'm not an engineer, so I didn't have the skills to just whip up something that could help it solved this problem. So what I decided to do is is seek out the problem, you know, do a little survey, investigate myself what is really going on. So I found that the community has information that they want to give law enforcement, but they're too afraid for, for many reasons. Law enforcement needs the information so they can further investi investigate. So how do I get the two of them together without them knowing each other? So I thought, well, hmm, there's so many apps popping up in the iTunes store and the Android market. Surely there's got to be an app out there to report crime. So as I started to research with my best friend Google, I couldn't find any applications that will allow you to report crime. So as I continued to search even deeper, um, I, I did find one application, and when I downloaded it to my phone, I realized it had so many steps. It was so many questions it was asking me before it got to the point where I could actually hit enter to report. And I thought, you know what, um, that's just too many steps. Because if I'm in an emergency situation, I don't need to be standing on the corner talking about I'm here, I'm there, um, it looks like this, it looks like that, I'm in this zip code. I'm, I don't have time for that. I thought, you know what, I'm going to create my own crime reporting application the way I think it should should function, and it should function very quickly. And so I sat down and I started to draw out what I wanted it to look like. Now, mind you, I don't know how to create an app, so I used Google as my source, um, my resource, to figure out how do you map out an application. And so I saw the word storyboarding. And at the time, they didn't have um, Apistry. They didn't have um, Basomic. These are um, platform uh, 
um, these are platforms that you use to, or are templates that you use for um, building your, your app. They didn't have all those in 2011, which was not that far ago, but they didn't have them. So I had to longhand draw out how I wanted each stage to look. And this is how I stepped myself from there, from the thought of it, all the way into the iTunes store. That's how it came about. That's how, and that's how it all began. And, and so, you know, the, the other thing is I want people, I need to say, went all the way back to, to April uh, 2011, is that it, you, you've got to be prepared for the adventure in the, the journey. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, I follow Sharon on um, uh, on Twitter, and it's kind of like, where in the world is Sharon, you know? Um, <laughs> we love the, like I said, it, it's always a journey and, and, and an adventure seeing where you you go. And, and I just really, you know, admire your commitment and um, just your fearlessness as, as well. Mm-hmm. And, and people have to understand that you, you, you don't always have to have the, the big degree. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it goes both ways. Sometimes just having a big heart and, and mm-hmm. just really being passionate and believing in, in what you're doing, that will take you mm-hmm. just as far. Just knowing when to reach out and to build that team, to network, to ask for help, and to, to, to listen. And um, I'm going to go back to Jane, and I don't want to forget, I want to let our audience know tonight on the show, this is our series with Sharon Simmons, and you also know her, especially if you follow and tweet with us, uh, I Got em App, it's I-G-O-T-E-M-A-P-P, and she, the, the app is available. You can download it to your phone. And, again, it's, the intention is so that you can anonymously report crime. And, and, and downloading is also supporting um, um, Sharon in her, her effort. And so the second piece is she's also an author, and she wrote a book about her actual process, how she Googled her way into creating the app. And you can see that book cover on our website at technologyexpresso.com. So um, you, can, you can connect with her uh, that way as well. And her book is available on Amazon.com. And refresh my memory, Sharon, what's the title of the book? The title is Get, Get the App Out of Your Head. So get the app out of your head. And so it's for whether you're a newbie or you're uh, a non-techie, but you want to know how you, too, can create an app and, and, and the things that you have to do to research and find just by making, as you said, Google your best friend. Um, and, and the other piece I wanted to um, direct a, cre- a question to, to Jane is, is as far as people, um, I'm sure along the way people get frustrated and, and and sometimes you know the the key to that people give you good advice and sometimes people are apprehensive about taking advice what makes a good you know a, a person if this is seeking help what do they need to understand about the the advice that they're receiving and, and what they have to do on their side in order to really take full advantage of opportunities like being a part of a incubator like HTC? You know, that's a very, very good point, and it's actually one of the criteria we look at when we first talk to an individual who comes in and is interested in joining our client group. And it's a term we use called coachability. It's on our form, it's on our form and we have to fill in a section on how coachable is this client. And it simply means that the client or the individual is coachable. They're going to listen to someone with some advice, and they're going to take that advice. They're going to assess it, determine if it's something that's valid for them to do. Uh, it's already validated because of our mentors and our advisors. They have, not, they have no vested interest other than to share the wealth of their knowledge with these clients. It is such a huge resource. I sometimes want to challenge our clients to say, Look, the people in the room here of our advisor pool, do you know what it would cost to have the caliber of these this, these 5, 6, 8, 12, 20 people on your team? You couldn't afford them. you know. And they're volunteering and they're giving up their expertise, their experience, and their wisdom 
on how to help this client grow their company. So we do have clients. Some are more coachable than others. Sharon is very coachable. She listens and takes absolutely everything to heart. And we find the ones who are coachable are the ones that really move from that incubation level to the acceleration level much more quickly. They they do the things we say and they start to see successes. Um, the the biggest challenge, I guess, in the coaching section is for the engineer types who don't deal with people so well. They deal with their facts and figures and formulas and numbers, but people, maybe not so much. But they've got to bridge that gap and they've got to start reaching out and putting it on the line and explaining to people why the why they develop their technology. What problem? Talk about the problem you're solving. Not how. Don't tell me how the watch works. Tell me how how it helps you tell time. That's that's what we're about. And so, the engineers. Some engineers just can't. They just can't get past it. Uh, some of the real techie people cannot give up the control and the, the security they have in approaching their day to day life and the umbrella of these formulas and structures and plans and so forth. But those that do, once they realize it's really not that hard, you just switch sides of your brain and you engage with the public, you engage with customers, you go out there and you ask a customer, are you, are you interested in buying this? It's a very, very scary thing to do because what if they say no? A lot of them do say no or they say maybe or, you know, convince me. Well, that's where you start. And tenacity is important. And Sharon certainly has tenacity and She's, you can you can get up every day when you're trying to do a startup company or an idea, launch an idea, come up with a million reasons why not today. Uh, starting from well, it's raining and I can't really do all these things at one time, and I got to go to work, and I got I have responsibilities at home, and I have a family to feed, and there are a million million reasons why not. But you got to, the entrepreneur who's got that passion is going to push through that and say because it's important. If it's important, then I'm going to move forward with it. And the thing they need to realize from the mentors and the advisors, and that's true for anybody out there, that you get advice from anyone, be it a parent, a relative, a friend, or a stranger you meet on the street or somebody in line at the grocery store. Tell them what you're doing. And they give you some advice. You know, you be open to understand and appreciate that advice and use that to achieve your particular goal this is it's to me it's one of the most critical things between success and failure because if you can't take that advice and can't move out of your comfort zone okay fine bring somebody on board who can you know this is one of the things we say if you're comfortable with an engineering job every day and you're just not comfortable engaging outside of that skill set then bring on somebody like Sharon you know Sharon, Sharon's case, she brought on the engineering capability because so she had that ability to connect with the people. But coachability is going to be very important for anyone succeeding in anything, I think. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I love that, coachability. Um, and, and so to, to thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking with Jane Lee Hicks, and she's with uh, HTC in Houston, it's a incubator. You are the director of client incubator services, and and um, also someone that that um, Sharon Simmons, who you know as creator and author, a uh, creator of an application, uh, someone that she has had as an advisor and a a part of her team. And and what we want to do next is to our audience, we're going to open the phone line. So don't be shy. We're gonna. I see some people out there. If you press one, then we will uh, be happy to open your line. If you have a question, that's fine. If you just want to say hello to us tonight, we'll 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 take that as well. So when you hear me, um, uh, you'll hear a beep, and that means we're opening your microphone, and uh, we'll just check to see who's joined us this evening. So the, the first line I'm opening. Hello, this is you're on the line. Your mic is open. Oh, hello. Hello. Is, is, is hello? this Nina? Yes, this is Nina. Hi. Hello, evening. and welcome to the show. Um, would you, hey, do you have a question for either of our guests tonight? 
Uh, no, I actually just wanted to say hi and that I'm so happy that uh, Sharon's on the show tonight. I was invited. He was my mentor for the hackathon in Detroit, uh, sponsored by MSNBC, and that she did such a wonderful job, and I'm so happy I got the experience. <laughs> Awesome. Hi, awesome. Nina. Nina, uh, Nina, how, tell them, tell them how old you, how old you are. I am twelve years old. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was awesome. She was awesome. These kids are so brilliant. All I had to do was kind of step back, and they were working that balsamic application. I'm um, sorry, balsamic uh, platform, like, um, like pros. Add this, add that, take this off, add this on. I was like, what? (laughs) Nina, thank you so much for coming on the call. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. And and keep up the good work. Uh, Love to hear that. Love to hear about young people. And to your your point, Sharon, you know, they pick up this stuff fast. They've been born and raised in technology, so this is the second nature to them. But let's We'll continue to go to the phone lines. I see a couple more hands raised. So I'm going to the, the next number. The last four digits are 5007. So I'd like to open up the line. Who do we have on the line? Good evening. You have Mel O'Dane in Houston. How are you tonight? Hi, Mel. Hey. Hey, guys. I just want to say that I found um, the program to be extremely interesting. Um, this is the first time that I have listened in, and I just want to tell mm-hmm. you guys and everybody who's listening that Sharon Simmons is a winner. She's a winner at everything that she does. She is absolutely tenacious. She will not take no for an answer. This is a woman that works extremely hard, and she will be successful. Thank you, Melvina. Thank you. Love support. Well, you're welcome, Love Sharon. Support. And everything, everything that I've just said is absolutely true. And, I mean, she's a wonderful friend, and she works extremely hard, and there is nothing that can stop her. When you have this kind of determination, it will work. It may take some time, as I always tell my mm-hmm. friends, but keep at it, and she does. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank, thank you. you so thank much you so for much. listening to the show. And to, you know, for your support. And, you know, I, I can only second what you said about uh, Sharon, and, and that's why so many people uh, are attracted to her and are rooting for her because we know the, her breakthrough is around the corner. So we, we thank yes. you and, and continue to listen to the show. And, and, uh, and, and again, thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to keep going. We've got some more people on the line. And again, to others. If you press 1, that will let me know that you're in our queue, and I'll be happy to open up your line. And um, we want to hear either if you have something you want to say to share, if you have a question for Jane. We're excited to have uh, our phone lines are full, so we're really excited about that. I'm about to open up the line that ends in 553. So hello, who's on the line? Hi, good evening. My name is Vivian Brown. I'm also a first time in on the Tech Express self. I'm here hey, to support Vivian. Hi, Sharon. How are you? Uh, hi, Vivian. I'm great. Thank you for listening in. Thank you. Hey, Sharon, I just want to let you know that the entire Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis, I don't know anyone else that's on the call right now, would know that St. Kitts and Nevis is fully supporting Sharon. I think she has a very unique brand, and her passion is what will awake the world. And we're behind you 100%, and I'm wishing you great success. And to the other members of the team, thank you so much for consistently supporting her. We truly appreciate it. And as I've told Sharon in the past, that look, hard work always pays off, and her victory is just around the corner towards her great achievement. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Again, just a a testimony. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're so happy to have you listening in, and and thank you for your support of Sharon. It just, just, you know, over and over, it just proves how many people, Sharon, through your, your adventure and your journey, 
your tenacity, um, and through your bright smile, how many people you touch everywhere you go. And so that in itself has to be extremely rewarding. You know, Jane spoke about it. I know and I can attest to it. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, it, it definitely shows that you are on the path that you are meant to be on and, and just following your passion. And and to others, you know, that should be uh, further inspiration to continue mm-hmm. on their path, on their journey. You know, don't give up. And, and you know, Jane, mm-hmm. you even mentioned as you were talking about, you know, some people are built, they love the adventure, and, and you have to have a little bit of tough skin as an entrepreneur because selling is a part of the succeeding part. You always have in your mind, I'm going to build it, they will come. And, um, you know, the, when, they, when they don't beat down your door the first time, or as you said, you might ask them, would you use this, and you get a resounding no, that's, that, right. that is just a part of the conversation. And I know you probably have to pick up the spirits of, of uh, entrepreneurs on a, a regular basis. Is there any advice that you might have to people in general out there that might be listening tonight? You know, anybody who uh, has in their mind that this dream, we, we call it a dream of, of launching their own business, and they go to work every day and they work for somebody else, but they have all these great ideas and I could solve these problems. If only I, I could launch my own business. It's daunting to think of doing that on your own by yourself. And so there are so many resources available to individuals who want to start a company and who want to commercialize the technology. Sharon mentioned these at the beginning of the conversation here. Is the first place she went. She probably Googled it and found the Small Business Administration. And they they offer um, they have the the government offers a, a number of programs to help comp- uh, individuals start up companies. In Houston, we have a uh, small development small business development centers that are, are free to the public and one's through the University of Houston in downtown Houston. We also have one in Galveston mm. County. You go in there and there's people, real people, that will help you. And suddenly you're not on your own. You're not by yourself. You're starting to build a team. And they give you advice. And you got that coachability gene, so you're going to succeed. And when they say you need to go study about doing a business plan, you need to go to the, the volunteers who help with SCORE, who help you start to look at business strategies. Or perhaps they say, why don't you go talk to the people at the Houston Technology Center or one of the other incubators uh, or accelerators and see if you can get some help. And by reaching out, engaging with others, you're, no, you're not in it on your own. And then your passion tends to become contagious. And now you have a whole team of people. And if nothing else, you have a good time, you know, <laughs> enjoying sharing your passion. But like I said, ultimately, when you do see your product actually get out there into practice, there's nothing like you. You can't even, I I couldn't even with myself envision what it was going to feel like to see the final end product. You've actually delivered your technology, you're solving a problem, and you've actually solved that problem and you've helped somebody. So the reward is definitely there. But I would just say, it is daunting. Don't don't try and think that you can just do it on your own. And don't think right. you have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. A lot of our clients do that. They just don't think they can't give up the control of this and that. And I've got to, no, it's my baby. I've got to take care of this. I've got to take care of that. It's it's a tough road. It's a tough road, and I wouldn't want to do it myself to do it on your own. Reach out, even even just going on the radio. Yeah, going on the radio like now and sharing this knowledge and having people listen in and learn. And every time you have this kind of conversation, they'll take something away. A little something with them. Like, well, maybe I should call my small business development center office. I've seen that. You know, I've seen them advertised. Just go in there and see what what they're all about. They're here for us. You know. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much for coming on the call today. Oh, really my pleasure. It. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and um, you know all your words of wisdom, and, and seeing both sides of the conversation, um, mm-hmm. as you said, the the coach and the coach e, and and people understanding how that relationship works, how important it is, 
and, and, and just even your, your, your final words as far as people not feeling like you have to do it on your own. I, I know that it's the tendency when you have a great idea, you want to hold it, you know, close to your chest. You don't want to share. You think someone's going to take or steal. And, you know, what what's uniquely yours is your ideas. And where there's one great idea, you always are looking to take it to the next level. And no one can beat you at that. It, it's all you. What you can do, if anything, is sabotage yourself by keeping it to yourself and not reaching out and asking for help and, and creating that team that can support you. And if nothing else, this phone, this, this, this call tonight is proof uh, that Sharon is a master of building that team of support and, and, and why, you know, she's kept her sanity since April of 2011 and she's, <laughs> she's gone through <laughs> all the ups and downs and highs and lows and has kept such a radiant and beautiful smile on her face. And you can follow her on Twitter if you want to see that smile. Today um, was a little unusual. Interesting smile, but you guys have to go out on Twitter and look for yourself. <laughs> I think she was playing with the camera, but um, I was having <laughs> that, uh, that one caught me off guard today. But no, but always, you know, I always get a chuckle, and, and I literally do. I I go out to Twitter, and I've got to find out what is what is Sharon up to today. Where is she? Um, and she knows. I'll call her if I don't see her out on Twitter on a on a couple of days, and as well as please also connect with uh, Jane. Uh, her um, uh, ID out on Twitter, JL Hicks, and, and, and now we are connected, and you're connected to Technology Expresso. And, Jane, I want you to know that our mic is always open to you. And, Sharon, Thank we you. look forward to our next installment and, um, you know, all of your, your other adventures. We didn't even really get to talk about it. I think you said you got to meet the Prime Minister um, since we yes. last talked. Thank you, Anita. <laughs> yes. I, I, um, so, the possibility that I may be meeting with him next week to talk about this crime uh, initiative. Excellent, excellent. So, you know, from the White House, you know, from D.C. all the way to St. Kitts, <clears throat> you know, you, you, are, you are doing it, and we are so proud of you. Look forward to hearing from you. And, um, you know, thank you, Jane, for supporting our wonderful friend through, throughout her journey. And we look forward to um, having Jennifer on the call. We, we may have missed her. I tried to get to the, the various phone lines, but if not, we do want to hear about the great opportunity she has, and we're going to be reaching out to her via Twitter because she does have an uh, opportunity for those who are out there that are creative and want to get uh, and be a part of uh, building and creating and, and doing something exciting and new. And so continue to, to stay in touch with Technology Expresso. Tell your friends, family, um, grandkids, aunts, uncles, neighbors, Technology Expresso, we are about the urban STEM movement and um, pro providing you with information and insight so that you're on the right side of the digital highway. So with that, yeah. everyone, we have filled another hour of powerful conversation um, and, and, and I dare say almost a support, uh, support group type atmosphere to support those innovators out there so that you can be successful just as uh, Sharon has been and will be. So, again, thank you all. Thank you to um, all of our guests tonight. We're going to wrap up tonight's show. Although you didn't hear David's voice live, he'll take us out with uh, our, our, our closing remarks and uh, as always, remember to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. 
That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch. Thank you.